This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way. Except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. And welcome back to our weekly show, which has now become also a bi-weekly show in which I test our friendship with each okay. other. Today's question is very important. Uh, you and I met each other uh, not by going to college together, but by knowing each other on what internet platform, Go? On Tumblr. <laughs> yes, that's right. Weirdly enough. So related to that, that's not the question. You you got the preliminary. Yeah, that question. was just a, that was a, a sort of a context for everybody. We didn't then decide yeah. to go to college together. We just ended up at the same college. <laughs> we saw each other at orientation and went on Tumblr. And went, is that? Oh my god! <laughs> the question is this: In uh, let's say 2013, okay. depending on the time, what part of it's this is very relevant this week? What part of Super Hulak were you? I was all three. I would like to. I, OK, oh, no, no, it probably Adam. goes if you want to give me an order. It probably goes Doctor Who, Sherlock Supernatural. OK, because this week, uh, something very, important. very homophobic <laughs> and bad happened <laughs> to the delight of uh, no one at middle this school point. girls. <laughs> no, girls I went to middle school with, but back in middle school. If yeah, we went back, back in, in time, time. Not anymore. Uh, and no gays ever, except possibly the writer who is gay. The the I know don't even he just Adam just gave me a face over Zoom. Uh, the most important and relevant gay relationship of all time in all of media has become canon. Congratulations! Yay! Yay. Congratulations! Uh, for the record, I was only Doctor Who. I liked Sherlock for a bit and then realized it was awful. And uh, Chris Eccleston until I die. I need to so, rewatch Sherlock as an adult because I think the last time I watched no it when I, was, I was, when I was 13. No, you don't. Spare yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got. You do need to go back and watch Chris Eccleston as Doctor Who as the doctor. He was uh, way better than we give him credit for. David Tennant's pretty good. Also, Matt Smith is OK, but you should give Chris Eccleston a try. Anyway, hello and welcome to the Great American Screen. My, <laughs> My name is Adam McConnell. And yeah, it's been a, uh, a big, long week. Uh, it is currently the fourth day of Tuesday, November 3rd. Um, I really, yeah, for a horror podcast, <laughs> it seemed, you know, if we were going to go off the air for any week again in 2020, this week feels like it had enough spooky, scary stuff going on. Not all of it bad. Some of it just interesting. Yeah. Some of it just weird and wacky. Yeah. I, I, at this time of recording, uh, the U.S. presidential election has not officially been called it might be and I would when like you, to say that you people in the future might know what uh, some other crazy no, stuff. No, 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 I'm going to call. Okay. No. <laughs> Hello. I can make a okay. guess. I'm now on in, on Tuesday next week. We still don't know the results of the election. Isn't this great? Um, but we do know that we have uh, there. Uh, uh, a lot of our listeners are located in Georgia. And I wanted to let you guys know, since your uh, senatorial election is going to a runoff, if you uh, will turn 18 by January 5th, 2021, you are eligible to vote in that runoff election. Uh, you have until December 7th to register to vote. Uh, it could 
come down to Georgia's election to see uh, what party controls the Senate. So make sure you are registered uh, if you are eligible and make sure you go out and vote in that runoff election. Yes. And I believe that voter registration deadline is true for all voters for the runoff. So even if you're not 18, if you have yeah, if you're not, you're not registered voted yet. in Georgia, register now. It was a hard election. It's going to be harder the next four years. You know, voting was step zero, and now the real work begins. Yeah. Anyway, after this short break, we're going to get into the meat of the episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the show. I'm briefly interrupting to remind you that we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash greatscreenpod. There's tons of great perks for every single level from Q&A live streams to access to Adam's very in-depth, very fascinating outlines and early access to episodes. So go check it out. Once again, that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash greatscreenpod. Hello and welcome back, Adam. What are we talking about on this very spooky, scary episode? Yeah, you know, I thought we'd uh, do something, you know, it's been such a crazy week. I thought we'd do some things where we can exchange a few yucks, maybe. Uh, yucks is in laughter. Yeah, not, not, not you. <laughs> um, Ew, yucky. We've talked about the SCP Foundation on the show before, but we've talked about it as sort of a creative entity and like its existence as a piece of, of fiction and horror media we haven't really gotten to like the meat and the the plot of it really um and mm. i as um either just a, a new like phase of being in quarantine or a coping mechanism have <laughs> done like extensive research on now different uh scps and pages on the wiki and youtube oh, yeah. summary videos so i thought it might be fun to Talk about the fiction and the lore of the SCP Foundation and then share not only with you all, but with each other, some of our favorite SCPs, because there are literally thousands. Yes, I'm excited. Adam gave me, uh, texted me and said, bring your SCPs, bring all of them. Red Robin. No, not Red Ro Robin. That's a restaurant. Red Rover, Red Rover. <laughs> send your SCPs over. Uh, and Red take Robin. them to Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, get them. Uh, they have a salad bar there. Anyway, Red Robin? Yeah. Red Robin's a burger place. I've only been to Red Robin once. I think you're thinking of Ruby Tuesday. And no, it was definitely Red oh. Robin and they had a salad bar. And then my brother, uh, <laughs> well, first my dad put a special blanket from the army over his pillow uh, for some reason. I don't remember. And all of us started laughing. And then my brother hung his head out the window and said, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Uh, and that was our Ruby Tuesday experience. Ruby Tuesday or Red Ruby Robin? Tuesday, Red Robin. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> It was Red Robin. These may Yum. be the same restaurant. Okay. We don't know for sure. If you, if you can confirm SCP, or deny this. S-C-P-R-R-T. <laughs> it's the SCP that is a it's Ruby Tuesday that is also Red Robin. <laughs> yeah, depending on if you're in the Berenstein Bears universe of the Berenstain Bears. Yeah. Uh, but so uh, let's talk about uh, the actual lore of the SCP Foundation a little bit, and then we'll get into sharing... Uh, some of our favorite SCPs with you all. So in general, the SCP, the Secure, Contain, Protect Foundation's uh, mission statement is to monitor and contain anomalous objects, entities, and phenomena. So things that don't line up with how we expect reality to work. Um, Weird stuff. Yeah, they're, they seek to, one, secure, uh, so prevent these phenomena from falling into the hands of civilians or rival agencies, uh, locating and tagging them at the earliest opportunity. Uh, contain, 
containing those anomalies and phenomena and preventing them from causing harm, spreading, relocating, concealing, dismantling, etc., as well as uh, keeping knowledge of these entities from the general public. And then finally, protect to protect humanity from the effects of those anomalies, either by studying them and keeping them in containment or in the most severe cases, neutralizing or destroying them. Yeah, there's a lot of bureaucracy involved. There's a lot of different departments. Um, and there's also uh, a lot of different classifications to uh, call different SCPs. And uh, d- those object classes describe how easily they are contained, not necessarily how dangerous they are, which is what you might think. Um, because things could be very dangerous, but very easily contained or not very dangerous, but not easily contained. So uh, the classes are safe. Uh, safe class SCPs are those that are easily contained, either due to their nature or the amount of research done on the entity. If they know a lot about it, it's probably easier to contain. Uh, this does not necessarily mean they pose no threat. It just means that it doesn't require significant resources to contain. For example, uh, SCP-377 is a box of LaChoy brand fortune cookies with a soothsaying specific fortunes inside. It's kept in the personnel break room and everyone is allowed to take one every 48 hours. Yeah, this is actually probably one of my favorite things about SCP that is executed so well by so many different authors is the dissonance of like a SCP being marked safe, but being very dangerous. Like it's one of the strengths that having this whole foundation be so rooted in like strict bureaucracy and note taking and research and science that that dissonance is really easy but also fun to play with. Yeah, it makes it feel almost less like uh, the SCP Foundation is like a horror property and just a cool science right. fiction one because not all of it ne- is necessarily yeah. scary. Um, the Euclid class, uh, Euclid class SCPs require a little more resources to contain either because of their unexpected nature or a lack of research. This is the class that most SCPs tend to fall into. Um, and basically any SCP that is autonomous, sentient and or sapient will fall into this category. Uh, Euclid class SCPs can also be locations. Uh, they don't necessarily have to be living things, but if they are autonomous or sentient in some way, this is probably the class they're going to fall if, into. If this thing can think uh, into the Euclid class, you will, I was going to say plink, but the word is plonk. It is. So you could say dink like canceled. you dink it in. Mm. Mm. A dink is some is something you call somebody after you already called them a hoser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, the Keter class, uh, Keter class SCPs are exceedingly difficult to contain because of their nature or not having a solid understanding of the anomaly. This again, does not necessarily mean the SCP is dangerous, uh, just very difficult to contain slash monitor in some way. And finally, the, uh, there's two other classes, like these are the three basic ones. There's two other kind of classes or subclasses people don't talk about uh, too much. Uh, the Thaumiel class, I think is the way you pronounce this word. T-H-A-U-M-E-I-E-M-I-E-L. Well, the Thaumiel class SCPs are specifically used to contain other SCPs. Uh, they are considered to be highly secretive within the foundation. I just did a cursory Google because Thaum- I think it might be Thaumiel. Because it sounded like, a, that looks like, right. an, angel, an, like an angel name. Uh, and it is. It is uh, the name of one of the Klee Foth in the in the Kabbalah, the shadow side of the ca- uh, Kabbalistic tree of life. It is the shadow of the Sephirah, which is probably also an angel because like Sephirim, mm-hmm. Seph- 
of the Sephiroth Keter. Ah. Or, or Keter. So that's probably also where the Keter. So Euclid's probably somewhere in there, right? <laughs> yeah, Euclid. I like. I thought Euclid was in reference to like Euclidean geometry and Euclid, the Greek mathematician, because like Euclidean. Let me just double. There check. are two gays that understand math: Devin and Steve Kornacki. And Steve Kornacki. <laughs> uh. Yeah, so uh, Euclidean seems to come from Euclid, the Greek mathematician who didn't discover but denoted Euclidean geometry, which is basically like ordinary geometry. Oh, Euclidean shapes and Euclidean solids are like real world things. Everything else is kind of theoretical mathematics or possible mathematics that we don't generally see in real life. If that's not completely correct, I did not take a math class in college because I got a five on the AP calc <laughs> exam and I haven't thought about math in five years. So don't come for yeah, me. Yeah, and Devin probably could explain it way better than I could. I, I No, I did take geometry. It was trig I didn't finish. Um, I digress. Oh, the, okay. <laughs> I took geometry in freshman year because I was a year ahead. Oh, in I was a year behind. I, halfway through trig my junior year, I had to transfer into math for people who couldn't do trig. <laughs> And, and that's why I didn't take physics because you had to pass trig to take physics. But it's okay because I probably would have failed physics because I'm just mm. my brain. It don't it don't math. I'm not Steve Kornacki. I took physics in my my junior year, and I wanted I was going to take AP physics, and then I decided I wanted to come into school during second period and leave eighth period and also have a study hall. <laughs> So anyway. yeah, the the final kind of uh, extra class is the neutralized class, um, and it's not really a class because neutralized SCPs are no longer anomalous, having been destroyed or disabled either accidentally or intentionally. Um, so like when it becomes neutralized, it's not really an SCP anymore. But I guess this is for like right, but it wants yeah was for like bookmaking purposes else. and stuff. Um, yeah, and so P- if you don't know an objects class, uh, you can use the locked box test uh, if you lock it in a box leave it alone nothing bad will happen and it's probably safe uh, if you lock it in a box leave it alone and you're not entirely sure what will happen then it's probably euclid and if you lock it in a box leave it alone and it easily escapes and it's probably keter thank you for that i was killing a mosquito okay. <laughs> so now that we've kind of got a, a base of uh what scps are and how they're treated wait did you say the last thing because it's funny if it is the box it's probably thomas yeah whoops that's good <laughs> um but now that we've kind of gotten a base understanding of uh of how scps work in a way uh let's share some of our favorite selections from this this grand uh encyclopedia yes. of anomalous yes. entities so i have not looked at yours and you have not no. looked at mine you have four and i have yeah three. so me you Wonderful. me you me yes great me that. you don't confuse me i just said i can't do math <laughs> yeah okay the first SCP that I would like to talk about is SCP-3008, uh, or otherwise known as the Endless Ikea or the Never-Ending Ikea. Uh, okay, the, I think I've heard of this, this one. Option, yeah, mine are kind of normy ones from my understanding. Yeah. Because I'm something of mine an SCP normy. Yeah, mine were obtained both through my own perusal, also the perusal of Ezra and his friends on discord and they are a wild bunch so who knows <laughs> shout out to his discord squad so the scp-3008 uh, object class euclid 
Um, I tried to find the citation for all of these because this Creative Commons, most of these do have citations, um, but I couldn't find the one for this particular one. So props to you, IKEA author, whoever you may be. Um, so SCP-3008 is a large space, almost identical to an IKEA furniture store, but far surpassing the usual size and building constraints that a normal store would have. And I think that's pretty standard for what you think of IKEA to be. It's always going to take way longer for yeah, you to be an Ikea than you think Ikea. it's going to be. There's an Ikea. Okay. Insular New York. Is moment. this the one in There's North Jersey? Because I was at that one a couple months ago. Okay. No, no, no. So Ezra and I went to one in Brooklyn, which was weird. It was like out on the edge of mm -hmm. Brooklyn. So it felt like we were in the middle of nowhere, which is very bizarre. But there's one on the Upper East Side, or at least like just north of like East Midtown. It is like right across from the Home Depot. It's on like 50, I would say 7th and 3rd Ave probably. Okay. There's no way that an Ikea fits there. It doesn't make any sense. There's Ikeas no way. It's so like when you big, go into one of the Targets in Manhattan. Like you see the outside and you're like, that's a big store. It's even bigger on the inside. Like, Yeah, and this one, ah, super Hulak <laughs> fan. <laughs> anyway, yeah. go on. So uh, once you pass beyond the site of the doors, you have entered SCP-3008-1, which is the physical space. Um, a lot of these SCPs have like sub SCPs to describe different parts of the entity, but so uh, 3008-1 describes the physical space of the store. Uh, it's believed to be at least 10 square kilometers um, from SCP Foundation tracking, but many scientists believe the space to be infinite as they haven't really found. They've, they've tracked 10 kilometers of it, so it's at least that. It's like the labyrinth. Only that part is mad, yeah. but there's definitely stuff beyond it. Uh, the interior of the store has very normal displays, furniture. They have the food kiosk. They have the big warehouse at the end with the big fans where you have to go get your furniture. Mm. But it's extremely difficult to make sense of the inside. And the only way in and out is through the one entrance. And there's potentially multiple exits. There's at least one and potentially more, although they are very difficult to find because it's believed that as you progress through the store more, the layout changes. So it is uh, the labyrinth. Yeah, exactly. It's this is yeah. actually uh, the start for the new Rick Riordan book where Daedalus is alive again <laughs> and the labyrinth is an idea. Yeah. The spirit of the West has moved into an Ikea. SCV-3008-1 is in, uh, inhabited by an unknown number of civilians who have become trapped inside uh, prior to discovery by the Foundation. They have formed... Their names are Devin and Adam. <laughs> That's it. They live there. Um, they have formed rudimentary societies, uh, sharing resources. Oh my gosh. And uh, aimed at <laughs> mainly protecting against SCP-3008-2 which are the humanoid entities that inhabit the store. It's a big meatball. In a way. And it walks, it rolls around. <laughs> no, what? it's not a meatball. It's not a meatball. But it's a, um, uh, it's a dressed in yellow and blue Ikea uniforms with inconsistent body proportions and no facial features. Uh, they are kind of like the employees during the day and then at night. Well, so the store has a rudimentary day-night cycle with the lights turning on and off, corresponding to typical store hours. Uh, the entities are docile during the day, but during the night period, uh, SCP-3008-2 becomes increasingly hostile. Uh, during violent attacks towards other life forms, they often repeat the phrase, the store is now closed, please, ex please exit the building. <laughs> I... I... I love this for so many reasons, not least of which is it literally seems to be every young adult novel ever, but better in every way. Yeah. 
like that part to me seems like a mix of like the maze runner but mixed with like minecraft zombie pigment okay oh i do see the kind of minecraft angle yeah you do have to hit a zombie pigman before they kill you they won't attack unless provoked they're also both swedish you know they are also both swedish and both of them have uh disavowed notch i don't know if ikea has disavowed notch but i I hope so uh and since containment 14 people are known to have escaped scp 3008 uh and all were debriefed and then administered uh uh amnestics and and is that given amnesia juice <laughs> before release given good happy no more bad thought yeah. juice <laughs> and then release back <laughs> into society uh yeah i love this one because i love ikea i think i think this is like perfectly indicative of what i like about scp these like yeah weird anomalies that kind of masquerade as things that we're familiar with already yeah and and the closeness to recognizable narratives also is very fun I, I think it's like like you said, normie, but I, I think that that's, you know, a pejorative. I think the better way to say it is like it's a really good accessible SCP yeah. that that introduces enough whack stuff that you could easily go deeper from there. Exactly. Yes. You know I mean? Why don't you right, why don't you mine. hit us with one of your SCPs? SCP-348, object class safe. Just in case you run into SCP-348, you uh, it is kept in a standard locker at site-19 and personnel wishing to conduct uh, tests involving this SCP uh, do need to obtain a level three or higher authorization and present a uh, list of intended test subjects. SCP-348 is a white ceramic bowl patterned with light blue flowers. It's about 20 centimeters in diameter and nine centimeters high. The Chinese characters for thinking of you, uh, which are Xi Ying Zheni, I believe, uh, are etched into the side of the bowl. When you see SCP-348, if you are afflicted with a minor ailment or injury, like a mild cough, a runny nose, or uh, you have like a scrape, the bowl will fill with soup. Okay, okay, okay. The ingredients in the soup will vary depending on the person, and all children and teenagers have consistently stated that they enjoyed the meal, uh, sometimes saying that it like reminded them of their parents cooking, uh, and subjects will finish the soup found <laughs> in SCP-348 if allowed. What? What? Wait. What forbids them? So. Uh, so okay. wait. Children who eat from the bowl several times often express a feeling of contentment, stating that though they are eating by themselves, they do not feel lonely. Okay. So it has been noted that occasionally, after soup uh, has been consumed, <laughs> a message will materialize on the inside of the bowl, consistent with the existing markings but they will be in the language most familiar to the drinker of the soup. Okay, wait. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm reading through more. A child found this in the attic of their house, and they came to rely on it after being neglected by their parents. Bad parents. Don't like those parents. Uh, but SCP-348 was there for them. But someone older than 18, if they attempt to consume the soup, they will just find themselves less inclined to finish the soup. So if somebody older than 18 starts to eat the soup they'll feel like something is missing uh, or say that you know the soup was just nothing out of the ordinary uh and that if they do finish the soup or get enough of the soup eaten the messages will still appear but they will be worn or faded oh okay and uh that's that's three four yeah it's kind of like a um it's like a uh i wanted i wanted to say a magic eight ball but a bowl of soup but 
It's not quite. Yeah, but it's, it's, a, not quite it's a magic eight ball that just kind of tells you a nice thing yeah. and comforts you. It's like writing affirmations on your your mirror before you go to class in the morning. It's like what I thought a rosary bead huh, would do. That's interesting that you say that. You thought just you know, like to me, not to get personal, <laughs> but I grew up very Catholic, and in my head, if you were to do like your ten Hail Marys and do or do like a whole cycle around the thing. Like, this is what was supposed to happen. I was supposed to be filled with a sense of contentment oh. and maybe taste a little bit of soup. Okay. And get a okay. Nice, a nice little message from God. I see you what know? you mean. Okay. Yeah. You were like, I, I feel like art, my particular, like. It might be motivated by the fact that Nana would give me a soup whenever I finished my rosary. That's, that's not true. That's, that's not true. funny, though. That's not true. That's a Thank good you. backstory for you. <laughs> uh give me your second you know, i like i like the soup and make it spooky okay i'm gonna give you a spooky one uh scp dash zero four nine so this is an early scp because i believe they're numbered Ooh. in order i, have no I idea. think they're numbered in order if not oops um but scp uh, yeah i think they're just given random number but scp dash zero four nine also known as the plague doctor uh object class euclid with the, I found the citation for this one. Uh, so credit to Gabriel Jade and what I believe is the username DJ Cactus, uh, spelled DJ K A K T U S. DJ Cactus. Very good. Very good. Thank you for this very good story. So uh, SCP-049 is a humanoid entity bearing the resemblance of a medieval plague doctor. Uh, while it looks like it's wearing, it's the typical plague doctor garb. The bird mask and the robes uh, it's been observed that the robe is actually growing out of the entity yeah and it's never taken off its mask at least not that the foundation has seen so well that makes sense he's just shy i think they i think they've x-rayed him and shown that there is something human shaped underneath so human shaped yeah a very disconcerting a lot phrase. of things are human shaped so scp uh, 0.9 uh, 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 what uh, <laughs> I think the only thing that are vaguely human shaped are humans. Maybe a maybe a Sasquatch. Sasquatches are human shaped. Uh, many members of or the a, monkey family are human shaped. Well, only if they stand up like really yeah. straight and are taller than normal. Yeah, that's still human shaped. Or smaller than normal. That's still human shaped. If I crouch I down, am I still human shaped? No. <laughs> Go okay. on. I'm not arguing with this about you. So, I'm not arguing with this about you. I'm not arguing about this with you. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, SCP-49 uh, uh, SCP is capable of communication in many languages, seeming to prefer English or medieval French, if you speak medieval French. Uh, it's typically cooperative and cordial with Foundation members and even enjoys having scientific discussions with personnel. Uh, every two weeks, the Foundation gives SCP-049 a large animal corpse, typically a cow, to experiment on uh, in order to facilitate continued containment. I'm a big fan, Yeah, Adam. so Let far I'm into the... However, however uh, SCP-049 is prone to violent and dangerous outbursts if it comes across an individual it deems to be plagued with, quote, the pestilence. Mm, what does what do they what do they classify as pestilence? The, act, the foundation does not know. The nature of the pestilence is unknown to the foundation, nor does there seem to be a common thread between those individuals that have been diagnosed. But this pestilence is of great concern to SCP-049. 
if this outburst is left unchecked, SCP-049 will typically kill those with the pestilence as it is able to do through direct skin contact. Uh, SCP-049 expresses remorse for these killings, frustrated at having done little to cure the pestilence, uh, and will usually attempt crude surgery after to bring uh, the subject back to life. These surgeries, when successful, create SCP-049-2, reanimated corpses of those who are killed. They retain no memories or mental functions and are mostly inactive. Uh, they can become extremely aggressive if, if provoked or directed to by SCP-049, but they are marked by the SCP as cured. However, if you want to make him chill out and not do this, uh, these outbursts can often be meditated, mediated with the application of lavender. To SCP-049. The entity will usually return to containment willingly once calmed, but usually does not forget about those it deems afflicted with the pestilence. Hops Willings be worth. (laughs) Hops Willings be worth. My special assistant, please bring me the papers. Hold for talent. (laughs) Ah, thank you so much, Hops Willings be worth. It looks like I have paper from, from the SCP Foundation, and they said that they found the common thread, and it's that none of them liked the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> That's right. It says here that each one of them had some kind of Facebook or Twitter post that said that burning up wasn't as good of a song as everybody thought, and that love bug stank. I've solved it. <laughs> you heard it here first. This is an exclu- this is a Great American Scream exclusive. You heard it here first. <laughs> Thank you, Hops Billingsleyworth. Thank you, Hops Billingsleyworth. Um, yeah, I enjoy this SCP. I, he sounds like a, a gentleman and a scholar. And uh, and a bad doctor, but we love him anyway. And a bad doctor. But like all medieval doctors were bad doctors. That's the thing yeah, about true. being medieval. Especially the French ones. <laughs> you have to. He, you. Being a medieval doctor was just going, mm, yes, you have ghosts in your bones. Here's some heroin. If you, if you could read two Latin words, they were like, here's a PhD. Yeah. Go do doctor. Yeah. Give everybody cocaine because they all have demon blood. Um, I like this guy. They remind me of the Exeter Executors or Exeters from Pathologic, which is a video game I've been obsessed with recently. Uh, go look that one up. Anyway, time for Devin. Yeah, time for Devin's. This is a scary tomato. Oh. SCP-504. All things that grow from 504 are also SCP-504. Okay. This is object class safe. Species of class safe. Although... Just wait. Oh. A species of tomato physically and genetically identical identical to like normal tomatoes. Okay. It was recovered in Kentucky when a woman reported to the police that her husband had been murdered by his lunch. Okay. When a poor attempt at humor is made verbally <laughs> within hearing range of these tomatoes, they will instantly accelerate <laughs> to a speed of at least 100 miles per hour. In the direction of the sound source. This will only happen with mature tomatoes that are separated from the vines and are less than 10% rotted, and they can only exhibit this effect once each. The tomatoes don't have to be physically intact, though, which is why that farmer died, was because the slices of the sandwich of the tomatoes were on a sandwich. Let me give you some examples. Thank you. I was going to say, like, what does it deem a poor attempt at humor? So, <laughs> subject D501, 504-1. One mature tomato. The words spoken were, is a hippopotamus a hippopotamus or just a cool apotamus? The result was tomato liked that oh, one. Oh, tomato was cool tomato with that liked one. that one. No change in velocity okay. here. I would that disagree with tomato one. on that one, but I respect his judgment. Oh, wow. Okay. 
what's an archaeologist? Someone whose career is in ruins. <laughs> the tomato was clocked at 124 miles an hour. I like that one. The subject broke his nose. So Dr. Blast, great name, Dr. Dr. Blast. Dr. Blast is good. Was quoted as saying, it appears that SCP-504 has a certain taste in jokes. Okay. This might indicate sapience. I hope not. Yeah, because I do find the archaeologist joke much funnier than the hippopotamus one. Uh, these ones are my favorite. Okay. Uh, and get very, it escalates quickly. Okay. The, the, the test subject says, three tomatoes are walking down the street. A papa tomato, a mama tomato, and a little baby tomato. Baby tomato starts lagging behind. Papa tomato gets angry, goes over to the beta, baby tomato, and smushes him and says, catch up. Tomato clocked at 264 Jesus. miles an hour. Subject rendered unconscious. I love, I love the, well, first of all, I love the idea of something hitting you at 264 miles an hour and it only knocking you unconscious. To Well, just wait. Okay, okay. no, keep going. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay, so those were two different test subjects because apparently the hippopotamus one was so good that test subject 504-1 was like, I'll give it another crack. <laughs> So this is D five hundred four dash three. Okay. Who said? So I was going to bed, and my brother told me, "Good night. Don't let the bed bugs stick stick their proboscis in your skin and suck your blood. Good luck on a healthy dermis." I don't get. There was a two second pause in which the tomato tried to understand the joke. I don't get it. Didn't like it, and the tomato, the tomato was clocked at redacted. <laughs> Sound barrier broken. The subject was killed. Jeez. Okay. So I I don't. I did. Does the tomato okay, also not get this? Because I don't get this one. I don't either. Okay, good. <laughs> I thought I was just a fool. Good luck on a healthy dermis. Good luck on a healthy... I'm trying to say it like, you know that game where uh, you put the thing in your mouth and you have to read the cards? Mm. I'm trying to say it with different emphasis to try it. Good luck with a healthy dermis. Good luck with a healthy dermis. <laughs> it's not working. Good luck with a healthy darum. Oh, that was now less even. So anyway, these are very good tomatoes. These are very good. But they're also very... Oh, wait. I have to read okay. this note from Dr. Blast. Whoever snuck SCP-504 into the cafeteria kitchen is getting terminated. Those tomato slices are like fucking shurikens. <laughs> I want to hear more about Dr. Blast. Oh, I really like all of this. <laughs> I tried to walk into Target, but I missed. That's I like. That's four, a good one. All four pieces of the quarter tomato were clocked at 212 oh, miles an hour. Oh, that's funny. His, their right eye was destroyed by a piece of tomato. Oh, that one was funny. <laughs> a CD player playing Harmful is Swallowed, which was Dane Cook's 2003 Ugh. comedy album. The tomato destroyed the CD player. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so this is very good. I do. Yeah, I did enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Blast is an ally of the podcast. Add him to the chart. For finding these tomatoes. Next one, please. Yeah. So uh, the last one that I would like to talk about, which I think Devin will find this uh, very interesting, uh, knowing things you're into. Uh, SCP-1981, also known as uh, Ronald Reagan cut up while talking. Oh, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah, so this is... I uh, think this is the coolest thing Object ever. class safe. Uh, this one is probably the scariest one that I'm going to talk about. Uh, so SP-1981 uh, is a Betamax tape with a handwritten lab label that says Ronald Reagan cut up while talking. It is a... Betamax? Too scary! <laughs> it is a totally normal VHS tape physically and was originally discovered in the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in 1991. Uh, when first... 
played. It starts as a normal recording of Ronald Reagan's Evil Empire speech to the uh, National Association of Evangelicals at Sheridan Twin Towers Hotel in Orlando, Florida on March 8th, 1983. This, just to watch that, already scary. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> like, like, why I like this one is it's not as scary, even at its worst, than it's not as scary as Reagan's policies. Yeah. Um, about a minute in to this, uh, the tape deviates heavily from other known recordings of this speech uh, and begins to resemble no known or documented Ronald Reagan speech. At about five minutes in, uh, lacerations and wounds appear to be inflicted on Reagan's face, although there is no seen source of injuries on the tape. Uh, this continues until it culminates in Reagan's vocal cords being severed or the tape decaying into static at 22 minutes and 34 seconds. Uh, now, repeated viewings of SCP-1981 are different every single time. The speech changes to different macabre subjects, including those uh, things like mutilation and ritual sacrifice, and the nature of uh, the injuries change as well. Some speeches have even been able to predict future events, such as the September 11th terrorist attacks or the results of the 2008 Russian election. Uh, in about one in seven viewings of SCP-1981, a figure in black robes with a conical hood replaces a random member of Reagan's press detail uh, noted as SCP-1981-1. The significance of this figure is currently unknown, but sometimes it is staring directly into the camera. I love this, this thing. I, to me, like politics aside, right, from a narrative standpoint, it's just one of the coolest pieces of internet horror writing I've ever seen. I think the like accompanying pictures are are like fine. They're like slightly gory, mm -hmm. but I think when I read about this, I read about it somewhere else and the like the best horror in writing like makes you picture worse stuff than even the writer was thinking of because obviously the stuff that people think of is always going to be worse and this does that for me. Like it is just so so cool it has the like also going back to the like the bureaucracy and wanting to document the like idea of this uh corporation foundation like repeatedly going back and subjecting people to this horrible piece of media so that they can learn things from it it's just like it's so fascinating it plays so well with what scp is i think it's so cool yeah this one is just very well crafted it's scary uh, and I like analog horror, as we've talked about on this show before with stuff like Local 58, which is supposed to be getting new yeah. stuff soon. Thank you, Chris Straub. Mm. <laughs> uh, so uh, this, this it's just it's just a super good one. There are um, really cool uh, people have done video recreations of possible viewings of SCP-1981. And I forgot to mention during the Plague Doctor thing, if you go to the wiki page for page for SCP-49 Plague Doctor, um, there is a really awesome audio interview like with the SCP that you should totally listen to. Um, yeah, all the all these pages on these different uh, SCPs have multimedia elements, video recordings, photos, text recountings, and cool stuff like that. And it's such a fun thing to dive into. Yeah. Uh, so to finish, yeah, well, so uh, finish, finish us, off, us off, let's go to possibly my favorite. Uh, it's a Keter class okay. SCP, mm. SCP-2006. So SCP-2006 is an anom uh, anomalous spherical entity about 50 centimeters in diameter when it's when in its default state. Okay. But the stated goal of the SCP in interviews is to cause feelings of fear and or horror in as many humans as possible. Okay. So 
In order to accomplish this, the SCP can change its shape, mass, volume, density, chemical structure, and voice to any form that it desires. And there's no known way to damage SCP-2006. This thing rocks. And the abilities of it, the extent of its abilities are unknown and is thought to be unlimited. Right now, SCP-2006 has demonstrated a fondness for taking the forms of various entities and villains from the various horror and science fiction movies that it has witnessed. Oh, yay! The most common form being that of Roman from the 1953 movie Robot Monster. Yay, this is great! The reason for this, it's so good. SCP-2006 is capable of speaking. There's an interview of this one as well, and it's very good. So... Whenever it shapeshifts into something with a voice, it will be able to speak. Even even when it possesses something that can't, it will still speak. So <laughs> SCP-2006 will generally attempt to startle and or scare any individual it comes in contact with. But after doing so, it will become affable and friendly. Oh. And it's completely unknown. It's, it's completely unknown why it does this. Uh, so the way they contain it is every month, SCP-2006 is shown at least one new, extremely low-quality horror or science fiction okay. movie containing horror elements. And all interaction with SCP-2006 must confirm that, S- that the said works of horror demonstrate a superb grasp of horror. So the way they contain it is by showing bad horror so that when they shapeshift, they don't shapeshift into something oh, dangerous. Oh, they think that this is what humans are scared of. Right. And so uh, anybody... <laughs> Anybody who comes into contact with SCP-2006 must enroll in an acting course with a focus on expressing fear and surprise oh. so that they can adequately adequately react and make sure that SCP-2006 is, is happy with its performance. <laughs> and my my favorite part is like the the last part of the main description, which is that it has repeatedly stated that it wants to cause as much fear as possible, but... It is a poor judge of concepts that cause fear in humans and constantly searches for new methods to accomplish its goal. This poor recognition extends to recognition of emotions in humans. So the SCP is unable to distinguish subtle differences in emotions that would be obvious to a human, which is why we're able to like act scared and convince 2006 that it has done a good job. I love this thing. <laughs> SCP-2006 is the podcast the great american screen i love this thing in a, in a physical form yeah he's and like he's like it's like I, you just stick him in like a he should get a job at a Hollywood horror nights like he oh, just absolutely. scares him and like, then he's affable and friendly after yeah and one of the reasons i like this guy so much this was sent to me i think either by ezra or, or his friend uh from discord is that it is still one of the most terrifying scps to me because like uh one of the site directors for this for this site said, I'm here to remind you that a Keter entity is a Keter entity, regardless of how innocuous it may seem. SCP-2006 is not a rampaging demigod, nor is it a regenerating super lizard. However, it possesses the same level of danger as any other Keter that the Foundation has contained. Because if its purpose is to scare people, and it were to find out that people are afraid of death itself, afraid of nuclear holocaust, afraid of anything like that, there's nothing telling us that it can't cause those things to happen Uh, or shape into a nuclear bomb. You have to protect him from the world so he doesn't know. 
SCP 2006 is the true cinnamon roll to pure yeah. or whatever. The, you the have to pre- you literally have to protect him from this world so he can't know what actually scares humans. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's very good. He's really good. I'm going to sit down and read these interviews with him later. Uh, so that is. Those are some SCP of our favorite SCPs. Our favorite SCPs are all the good ones. <laughs> Ezra, do you have an SCP? We talked about the soup bowl, yes. <laughs> that's, that's my favorite very wholesome. That one was important. My true favorite is the plague doctor. Yeah! Ezra also met, yeah, Ezra mentioned the plague doctor. So these are all very good. Go and patronize the SCP website and comment if you like them. Rate them on their website. Yeah. They're just Hit like the random fun. button. You'll be there for hours. Oh, so fun. So fun. There's also tales, which are like stories that are... From really Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm currently getting word from our uh, our friend Ezra in the studio that uh, there's a tales section of the website which you can read, which uh, dramatizes certain uh, SCPs and containment facilities and such. So check that out. Yeah. Either way, you'll have a good time. Yeah. But that is it for this episode of The Great American Scream. If you enjoyed, please on whatever pod service you use, leave us a rate or a review or a comment or share the podcast. Follow us on Spotify, rate and review us on iTunes. But the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend. We had such a good month last month, and it is really all thanks to you guys spreading the word. So please keep that up. And as always, check out our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Great Scream Pod. Adam, can you pimp our social medias, please? Uh, yes, like Devin said, check us out on Patreon. And also we are on Facebook at The Great American Scream or on Twitter and Instagram at Great Scream Pod. Um, please send us your favorite SCPs. Uh, I'm always looking for new ones to be big fans of. Um, you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And uh, if you have a suggestion for a future episode or something you would like to hear about on the show, tweet it at us or post because uh, your suggestion may become the subject of a future episode. Special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo for doing the intro for the podcast and Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music. We'll also send a special thank you to our two beautiful artists, uh, who have done stuff for the show. Those people are Gav, Conductor Gav on Twitter, and Rachel Shu. Shu? Yep. And finally, a thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank you to Casper, Bree, Gail, Joyce, Brucker, Melinda, and Chris. I have been Devin Wright. I have Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked. But don't- Go eat te- some but, soup about it. Yeah, but don't tell SCP-2006. <laughs> Don't, uh, you can tell SCP-2006 that this podcast is spooky, and then he'll just play it. Yeah. He'll morph into one of us. This is good. Tell SCP-2006 <laughs> This is good. This is the new plan. Be safe about it. <laughs>